Welcome to Our Certain Point of View, where your hosts, Jim and Tim, will bring you new weekly discussions about the Star Wars universe. Our Certain Point of View is a fan-based podcast and has no connections with Disney, Lucasfilm, or any of their subsidiaries. And we're recording. Hello, everyone, and welcome to tonight's edition of our... Turning my mic down, certain point of view. I'm Jim. Hello there, I'm Tim. And tonight with us we have a special recurring guest. Papa Bear. Papa Bear's in the house. All right. Hello. So tonight, well, we are once again recording a day late. Uh, you know, New Year's festivities <laughs> and whatnots. And uh, so today it's actually Saturday, January the 2nd. And today's episode, are we going to say what it's about? We said it at the end of last episode, but should we say it? Should we say it or should we get into the news? Oh, let's just say it. It's going to be about Boba, Boba Fett. Fett. We both said it. Where? Jinx. You know, Boba Fett. Boba Fett. All right. Pew, pew. Uh, yeah, so tonight we're going to be talking about the Fettster, the Fettinator, the Fettmeister, the Boba, Boba T. I don't know what I'm doing. All right, um, but first, there's news. Tell them the news, Tim, or Papa. Yeah, there I don't I was, have. I was under the rules of a jinx here for a moment. Jinx, you owe me a coke. Me out of it. Well, no, not anymore. Dang it, I, I want a coke. All right, um, I don't have a whole lot of new news. I will say, um, we're going to talk about this in the countdown. Um, all the new High Republic stuff is coming out in the next three or four days. Um the books, there's a there's a live event coming up on Monday, the books themselves on Tuesday, and then because new comic books come out on Wednesdays, the new comic books will come out on Wednesdays. Nice. Um, I am sincerely hoping, and I kind of got, um, I, I kind of spent some extra money because the, I think it was Forces of Destiny, I bought my daughter the, the little novelization. And you got your stimulus. Right. <laughs> and the the comic books and the so you bought a comic um, book novelization were the same story exactly the same so right on just with the with the, which the images were nice and the the further description of the novelization was nice like there are those small differences but it was the same story so um, you know now on the other side of that I do have the novelization of um, a new hope and the comic book of a new hope and. Um, an audio version of the new, you know, plus the movie itself. So, you know, it's it's not a bad thing. It's back to the whole it's a pizza thing. thing. Pizza. Um, the other piece of news, and I just sent you guys um, the pictures of this. On StarWars.com, you can see uh, the new, coming up in summer 2021, yeah. the new Force FX Darksaber. Ah, uh, Papa Bear has a Darksaber. So I haven't told Jim this, but I also picked up a Darksaber... Um, they dropped at one of our local stores and had a, a clearance tag on them. And what? So I picked it up. Yeah? Yeah. Um, and uh, that was yesterday, You gotta be careful, apparently. They're, uh, apparently, if you get into a Jedi lightsaber or whatever battle, yeah? they, they might break on you. That's what I've heard. So I've been... The blade itself is very heavy and the hilt is very light. And I think a lot of the components, the way it's running, there's a lot of stuff going on in the blade, but the blade is a lot heavier than the hilt. And the connection to the from the hilt to the blade doesn't seem that secure. So, so it's more Star- of a flashy thing that we have, but it's not a... 
Dually. It's not a, no. Anyway, that's the that's the the toy thirty dollar um, kind of nothing one. The Force FX one. They don't have a price tag on it that I've seen yet, but they usually run. Those are usually uh, about a hundred dollars, aren't they? Yeah, or more. Um, I've seen them up to one fifty. There might have been one that was two hundred, but that could have even been malls. Um, but it is, um, and like I said, I sent you guys the picture so you guys can see it. Anybody else, go to StarWars.com and look at them. It's it's beautiful looking. Um, on its, it comes with a stand. It looks like, which is awesome. Yes. So, um, that's the biggest piece of news I have. The books come in, um, and which is in countdowns, right? Which is in countdowns. Yahoo. And uh, but it's it's the biggest news right now because it's a whole it's three days. I mean, it's it's going to be all brand new characters, brand new stories, brand new like. Everything. So the High Republic is what time period? Is that like the Ravon and all that stuff? Time period? Um, I th- think it's after him. Yeah, the the timeline, it gets convoluted. There's a... Is it like a, a thousand um, years? 300 between... It says... So this is according to the wiki site. is between 300 BBY and 82 BBY. Which is before the Battle of Yavin, for anybody yeah. listening who doesn't know that terminology. So before New Hope. So 300 years before Luke, basically. Okay. All yeah. right. So, uh, so Yoda would have been around. Yoda could be there. Hmm? Yeah, and I mean, this is the Jedi then, so Yoda should be there. Yeah, Yoda should be in his prime. Even more like spry. He's a spry youngin'. Which, I'll tell you what. We're, tell me it, what. It could provide us some information. We're talking about... 600 year old Yoda at this point. Like, we're wondering about yeah, the life not, cycle of that species. He's not a we baby. We see what Grogu. happens in the first 50 years with Grogu, and we see that Yoda dies at about 900. Um, so, I don't know. You know, we'll, we'll, we might actually get some additional information about him. I don't think we're going to see a lot of Yoda. Yeah. Um, because. I think that they want to tell a story about different characters. He doesn't appear on any of the cover art anywhere. Huh. Uh, this um, is the one that has like a Wookiee Jedi too, right? I think so. I think I saw a picture of a Wookiee yeah. Jedi. Yeah, and we it looked s- like there are quite a few kids books coming out um, around this time, which makes sense. It's, you know, hopefully the Jedi doing what they were supposed to be doing, running around just trying to stop small things or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we saw a uh, Wookiee youngling in uh, Clone Wars, and he made his lightsaber out of wood. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So, uh, wait, I can't do it. Hold on. Uh, is that better? Burr. Uh, uh, I can't do it. Um, so, yeah. Well, good. Oh, that was good. All nice. right. <laughs> um, as always, if you like the show, we would ask that you go and leave us a five-star review and just kind of share your thoughts on the show uh, wherever you happen to listen to the program. And you can always find us also on Facebook at Far, Far Away Our Galaxy Is. Um, thanks to Papa Bear, we've been posting more there lately. Uh, yeah, so... Um, yeah, we got Twitter, Our Certain View. We've got... Uh, we do have an Instagram, but I haven't been on our Instagram in, in a, in a I while. I forgot we had it. It's hard to keep up with all of them. I've got the the TikTok account is running with TikTok? you know just a few fun, funny, positive Star Wars things every now and then. Yeah. Um, Throwing things. But that's uh, that's that's just our good ways. Let's try to be let's try to be media. positive and, and short, quick spurts mm-hmm. other places. Well, very good. 
All right. Like today I posted a question. What's your favorite planet? Spoiler for Mandalorian, by the way. Um, if you're listening to this podcast because you saw it said Boba Fett, but you haven't seen The Mandalorian yet. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about Well, everything. I can almost guarantee we're going to spoil it throughout this episode. I'll guarantee it. Yeah, I, I can't really say... I don't think that every time we bring up a Mandalorian topic, we're going to say spoiler. So if you haven't seen The Mandalorian, um, I hate to send people away, but go watch The Mandalorian first and then come back and listen to this. If you're interested in Boba Fett, and watch go watch The Mandalorian. Of the Clone Wars. So you, uh, you, will not be, you will not be sad. Um, right, and we're going to spoil a bunch of stuff about Boba Fett. But anyway, what I was saying was... Coming stuff? back to... Oh, what I posted today on, uh, on, the, on the TikTok was just a question. Um, do you think that Luke Skywalker came huh. to that ship to pick up Grogu, having information passed to him by someone who knew Grogu personally? Ahsoka? Master Yoda. Hmm. Do you think the ghost of Yoda did tell... Oh, never mind. You think Yoda told him? Yeah, I think he might have said something. You think the carpet guys did this? Um, I mean, it makes sense for him to just, like, he's like, I'm just going to show up and I'm going to take this guy and he, he needs to come with me. Um, it kind of fits that he'd have some, some information. Why did Obi-Wan say he was trained by Yoda and didn't mention Qui-Gon? Because Qui-Gon wasn't relevant to the conversation with Luke. Did Anakin know who Darth Vader was? I mean, not Anakin, did Tarkin? Tarkin, I think think knows or suspected oh you're asking me to pull back into the comic books here this this came up somewhere. oh he knows in the new hope he says um calls him old friend and he makes a comment about your uh your failed religion yes yeah yeah and i think they came up in the comic book where they actually showed that yep. um they showed that conversation or him figuring it out or something which was, yeah. which was pretty cool yeah, um, there might have actually been a, a small Tarkin series. It's Tarkin, not Tarkant. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's the that was just my that was a little side piece of news there. Um, we don't always get off topic, but when we do, it's always. But it's usually still about Star Wars, at least. Dun 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 dun. dun. All right. So uh, countdowns. Let's do it. All right. All right, the first one we've uh, already been talking about quite a bit in three days. So Tuesday is the High Republic books. Yeah. You think they'll come out on audio at the same time? They absolutely will be out on audio at the same time. Mine's already purchased, and it'll download for me that morning. Ooh, yeah, because I'm listening to The Stand again, so I need a new book. Um, and the miniseries is awful. I stopped, and three episodes in, I was like, forget it. I think it's a ten-episode arc. Oh, now, before that, though, hold on, where did my... I turned it off to send you guys that picture. Before oh. that, there's something else. He sent us a picture of the Darksaber. I did. But when I was sending that, I turned off my, my other countdown here. You're turning One, computers oh. off. What's wrong? Exactly. Uh, nothing. I'm okay. Uh, One day, 16 hours, 5 minutes, and no seconds. Um, that is the live stream event for the High Republic stuff. So they've already done some announcement about it so far, but... One day and 16 hours from now, so well, that'll be, what, noonish? Sure. Yeah, yeah noonish. Somewhere, Looks I mean, like uh, noon Eastern Standard, standard well, oh. it'll be Eastern, yeah, noon. Mountain? Noon Eastern Standard Time in the, uh, for the... Central? 
No? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Look, I'm, I'm not a mathematician. Okay. Noon, Eastern Standard Time, there will be a live stream event on <gasps> StarWars.com, probably on the Star Wars YouTube channel, but don't, don't uh, yeah. quote me on that one. Just check both. Um, Tim says. And uh, they'll tell you even more about it for the stuff that's coming out the day after that. So I'm kind of excited about that. That's what I'll be doing at 12 o'clock on Monday. Montag. Oh, man. Like, people got to go back to work Monday. New Year's is over. Yeah. All right. Well, then our next... Uh, well, the New Year just started. Down New Year's celebration, if you need specificity. Papa Bear, what's our next countdown? I don't have access to the sheet. Oh, Papa Bear, you cracked me up. Yeah, well, I don't mean to. Papa Bear just, you know. Uh, you guys still have not shared the slideshow with me? <laughs> that was me pretending to be Papa Bear. All right, Star Wars Day is Tuesday, May 4th. Papa Bear, 122 days away. That is correct, 122 days. And after that, we have another prime number coming in I'm at 100. So excited we're getting another Lego game. Star Wars Lego <laughs> the Skywalker Saga. When? May 31st. That's right. Which is leap year, so that only happens every four years, right? Uh... No. <laughs> I like doing that. Alright, no, it's not. It's uh you know, we it's September or something. Star Wars the Mandalorian original novel is Back to talking about books. Tuesday, November second, three hundred and four days. days away. And Star Wars Celebration twenty twenty two, Thursday, August eighteenth. That's a long ways away. Five hundred and ninety three days. Um I don't know if there's any word on any of the other series. We've got to start looking at that. Like uh, the Ahsoka, the uh, Rangers of the uh, Republic, or whatever that's called, or the New Republic, and Andor. Oh, man, we might have a ton of countdowns eventually. Uh, yeah, it's, we all, do it's know, all coming. Uh, isn't it official that Mandalorian release has been pushed back to December? We've talked about it some, I think. It's been pushed back to sometime after the release of the book of Boba Fett. Now, it doesn't say after oh, the wow. season closes for Boba Fett, just that it's after. And we know that Boba Fett comes in December, so if Boba Fett is early in December, then Mandalorian could be a week or two after that. It's also possible that it shows up early 2022. If you haven't heard that yet, remember, don't shoot the messenger um, please keep listening to our podcast. It's not our fault. We didn't do it. Um, um, do we know who the showrunner is for Boba Fett? Is it Dave Filoni and John Favreau? Nah, I don't think so. Ah. I think that they... Because I think uh, Filoni's going to be working on Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Yes. Um, and I don't even know that they've announced... Oh, it's it was Rian... Rodriguez. Oh, no? okay. Maybe that's not right. It's Rian Johnson or whatever? I think it's Robert Rodriguez is a producer on... Bo Yay, Bo he's Bo the guy, he did yeah, he some of the Mandalorian be. episodes. That's what I... Yeah. Yeah. He's done, he does a lot... Uh, Taika Waititi? No, uh, Robert Rodriguez. He did uh, uh, some time ago in Mexico and Desperado. Desperado. Banderas. Why don't you come And to if you don't know those those movies, they're about like a single guy who just kicks butt. He's kind of like Boba Fett. Antonio Banderas? Uh, Disparato. Disparato. All right. Well, good. So that's our countdown. Mariachi. Mariachi. Hey, guess what? 
We didn't you ready for this? Like let's, the... let's celebrate Robert Rodriguez for a second. Um, I wanted to look it up real quick just to make sure. <clears throat> and I'm going to read directly off of IndieWire.com so I don't um, make sure that I'm, I'm reading this word for word. So I just want to make sure I'm not sharing words that are not my own. Quote but it's it. fun anyway. Uh, it's two sentences here. Uh, Rodriguez is now in production on the Bubba Fett standalone series Yo! set for next year. But where his Star Wars gig truly began is with a home video he directed that envisioned Bubba's action-packed Mandalorian introduction. The director used action figures, Halloween costumes, and two of his children to create a home movie that would show Mandalorian bosses, Favreau and Filoni, his intentions for the episode. So he, he did a, a, a production at home, home video, and sent that to them nice. to show what his intentions would be. Which I think is kind of what awesome. are your intentions a... for dating my TV show? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and I'll tell you that right there, like just by itself, that's a that's a family into Star Wars. That's a, a guy who's clearly into you know putting together quality material and Star Wars. I'm excited that he's doing this. That was Yay. my excitement dinging. That was a Papa Bear dinging. Yeah, I, uh, I'm trying to get something. Did you see the thing that Robert Rodriguez tweeted about? Uh, it was on Christmas where, where he's on the set playing guitar with Baby Yoda or Grogu. Oh, did I did see, see that? that. That was funny. And he's rocking out. Yeah. I did not see that. I saw Tamora singing or playing guitar. Well, Robert Rodriguez always has a guitar when he's like directing, so that's kind of what he's known for. So, interesting. It's kind of interesting. That is interesting. I have Which a guitar with me right now. Which is kind of an homage back to Desperado and like the... Uh, Desperacito. Because the guy carries around a guitar case full of just weapons. Yeah. So if you haven't seen that, you should really watch that. You really that should. Is that your guitar? That, that's my baby guitar. Alright. So let's talk Boba Fett. Yeah? Uh-huh. Is he a Mandalorian? He's a clone. Of? An unaltered clone of Yango Fett. Uh, so, Boba Fett's story begins on the planet of Despacito. Is anyone listening? Camino. Camino is how you pronounce it. Yes. It's, yes. So, it's spelled Camino. Uh, yeah, this is, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know this part of the story very well. Um, so, a guy, uh, oh, shoot, Darth Tyrannus and a uh, Jedi Ooh. Knight. Let me fast forward. He's an unarmed clone of Jango Fett. They go to the planet of Kamino, and they decide to uh, commission an army for the Republic. What was that, uh, what was that, uh... Jedi who disappeared. What is happening? Dias. I. What? What's wrong, Tim? What are we talking about? We're talking about how the clones he's, came to be. He's yeah, going way okay. back. Because this is Boba. Well, yeah, they're doing the story yeah, no, of Boba that's, Fett. That's, that's okay. I was I was off dealing with the situation. Okay. Well. Okay. Anyway, hi, anyway, Dias went, and uh, th- there's a really cool. Uh, like in the, well, what was the last season? Now the second, the sixth season of uh, Clone Wars. Uh, they do a search for, like, the remains of Sifo-Dyas. 
and the Pike Syndicate has him and stuff, and they know that uh, Tyrannus was with Sifo-Dyas when he commissioned this uh, army. But what the army has to do with our story is, as y'all probably know, Django Fett, who was a Mandalorian, who was from Concordia, um, and a member of the Death Watch, uh, but we don't know what Clan Fett was. He was a foundling, so I don't know if that makes him part of Clan Vizula or just you don't get a clan if you're a foundling. Um, but he was raised Mandalorian. Anyway, when they made his his clones the uh, you know the template for the clone army, he did ask that one of them be unaltered. So this becomes Boba Fett. And uh, so Boba Fett ages like a normal human, unlike the clones who age at twice Apart the speed. Apart from his pay, which was considerable. I don't know what that means. That's what she so said. he got paid and a clone? Yeah, she said apart from his pay, which is considerable. About Jango Fett? Jango Fett only asked for one thing. Oh, that's right. An yeah. unaltered clone for himself. An unaltered clone for himself. Pure genetic duplication. Pure In... genetic, what'd she say? Something like that. So it, he's a little, yeah, he's a little Django Fett running around. And we see him, of course, in um, Attack of the Clones. Um, we see Boba Fett with Django. And, uh, yeah, we see Slave One, which will, of course, become Boba's signature ship. And that's the origin of Boba Fett. He is a clone, but he is, uh, for the first, how old do you think he is in uh, Attack of the Clones when his father's killed? Uh, he's either 10 or 12. So he's old enough that he he has a strong remembrance and attachment to his father, but he's young enough that it's hard to say that he was really raised by his father, because from then on, he kind of goes all over the place. Um, Do we, y'all ready to talk about Boba's childhood with me? Yes. Yeah, you talking, now are we going to go, well, we we know that he's raised, like you said, he's raised there. Um, are we going to go straight to past Django? We're going to talk about Django first here. Um, whatever you want to do, man. Okay. I mean, with with Django himself, we know that he's, like you said, he's raised with Django, and then in the events of... Um, here we go. Uh, created Boba Fett in 32 BBY. It was like right away. So he was he was 10 years before uh, episode 2. So he must have been 10 then. Okay. So... Um, Okay, so, he's, so uh, he witnessed so some, some horrible stuff, didn't he? Oh, As yeah. As a child? Yeah. A little, um, that's worth noting, so, I'd say, right? Well, we don't see a lot about him. We do, we do know that they use, um, they communicated in some other language. I don't know what language they were talking in, Django and Boba. That's true. Um, when Obi-Wan was there, there was a clear distrust of the Jedi, which was um, which must have been passed down from... I'm I'm thinking that was passed down from his time with Death Watch, not from his time with, uh, you know, Tyrannus. Um, which I thought was interesting that that he was given, you know, Dooku's Sith name. Yeah. Just a weird, you know, just everything's kind of a weird set of circumstances. Well, that was kind of plot armor, so that they wouldn't know Dooku had done it. Right. It yeah. No, and I figured that, but. You know, then you wonder how he talked to him, if he stayed cloaked, if he actually saw his face, all kinds of questions. Well, it's That's really Jacob. unclear what was going on with uh, Sifo-Dyas anyway. But, yeah, a okay. lot of that, well, they, they did that in a comic, too. We can, we can talk about Sifo-Dyas another time, too. Anyway, um, so we don't have a whole lot of his first ten years with, yeah. uh, with Django, but he seems to be uh, training him well. He's He's healthy. He seems like an... He he seems angry already, 
He did. Um, and again, that was in the presence of Obi-Wan, and we've only seen him that way. Um, he seemed very excited when he thought Obi-Wan got killed, which was yeah, you know, creepy. So he's definitely been around some stuff. His, his father is raising him in the ways of, of the current galaxy as they know it. And as a um, Mandalorian warrior, I fault think. him for that. And as a Mandalorian warrior, like, I think he was working with him right. Yeah. Um, he knows how to, to work the Slave One. Um, he, you know, understood the hiding of the armor. and. Yeah, know. I think he was like an apprentice to uh, the, the bounty hunter way of life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this is the way. So, um, that's... Uh, that's his time with Jango. Sees Jango killed by the nicest Jedi... Kit Fisto. What? <laughs> no. Who kills his dad again? I forgot. Mace uh, Oh, yeah. Mace Windu. So I was going back and watching some of the later Clone Wars episodes. Mace is a jerk. He's always a jerk. I don't get it. He's not full of peace and calm. He's full of anger and kind of condescending remarks. Um, but anyway, Mace... This is... Uh, Impactful is one word for it on Boba Fett, seeing Mace kill his dad. And if you watch the, the Clone Wars, um, Boba Fett, uh, he comes up with a fairly uh, brilliant way to try to kill Mace. Do you remember this? How he infiltrates the uh, the Republic? There's oh, a Boba Fett. cadet on a cruiser. Or yeah, it's because he looks just like him. So he finds some of the clones that are, you know, that look his age, even though they're half his age, and he he puts himself in with them as part of like this young training group, and gets on board um, Mace's, uh, you know, destroy whatever Jedi they were called. Cruiser, right? Yeah, and he he sets a bomb and kills some poor clone trooper. Um, he ends up just like blowing up the ship. It has to crash. And he very nearly does kill Mace and Anakin. Um, they get saved at the last minute by, of all things, R2-D2. Um, the only reason they survive Boba Fett as a like 11-year-old boy, or however old he is at this point, is because R2-D2 saves him at the last moment. Um, so Boba Fett's a pretty tough guy. Yeah. And, um, and there was, there was I, I want to meet a couple real quick before we push too far forward. Yeah. There was one instance of um, Jango Fett and Boba Fett together prior to uh, what we saw in Attack of the Clones. There was an Age of Republic um, book that came out about Jango Fett, single comic book. And uh, in that, they go off on some mission and, you know, he says something about, you know, taking Boba Fett with him. And he does take him with him and, and as part of the mission and part of his training. So that is, uh, that is there. The Age of Republic book, Jango Fett, number one, which is the only one. Um, but there is a little bit of, of time in in there. Anyway. Well, that's all. most of uh, his, I guess you'd say early teen years, if it even goes that far, we see in um, uh, the Clone Wars cartoon. He ends up with Aura Singh, who's another bounty hunter. She does appear in Phantom Menace. Um, she is purple, I think, with like a shaved head and a ponytail, um, and she has an antenna coming out of her head. That's, she looks human, but she's purple, and, um, yeah, and has this weird antenna thing coming out of her head. So, that's Aura Singh, and Aura Singh kind of 
like in Clone Wars, it's really kind of unclear what her feelings towards Boba Fett are. She comes across as kind of a, a <clears throat> harsh motherly figure, but um, it turns out she's really just using Boba Fett. They go on a lot of missions together, but when push comes to shove, she uses Boba Fett as bait for the Jedi, and then when things go south, she abandons him. Yep. And in this, this is the episode, if I remember correctly, where she actually steals Slave 1 from Boba Fett, um, and Ahsoka ends up jumping on the ship. She cuts off one of the wings and slices up the canopy on it, and it crashes the ship. And that actually made me think that maybe Jingo's Fett wasn't the same, same as Slave 1, but it is. If you go back and you know, read the history of Slave 1, apparently they're able to fix it, even though it looks like it gets destroyed here. Yeah. Um, and this is going to truly leave Boba Fett on his own. Mace is going to, he talks to Boba Fett at this point about how you got to let go of your anger. You know, Mace is one to talk because he's never angry. Um, you know, talking about you can't dedicate your life to anger. It leads to bad things and blah, blah, blah. And Boba doesn't really seem to buy into it. Um, next time we see Boba Fett, he's in charge of his own crime syndicate. And he's still only like about 12 years old. And this is when he meets the beautiful and talented... Asajj Ventress. Huh? Yeah. And this is also a storyline from the Clone Wars. Asajj cannot um, stand being bossed around by a child. She also assumes that he's not really in charge, that the people are just kind of, uh, you know, humoring him. Um, So she ends up basically kicking Boba Fett out of his own crime syndicate. And from then on, the history, I think, is... There's probably lots of stuff, like Tales of the Bounty Hunter, I think, has Boba Fett stories. No longer canon now. Um, and I never read it, so I don't know. But, um, so he ends up teaming up with a guy we know named Bosk. Remember that guy? Yep. So, as far as I know, from the time he's a teenager until, really, we see him in Jabba's uh, palace and, uh, um... You know, in Return of the Jedi, he's working off and on with Bosk. And in fact, all those bounty hunters we see on the uh, in Empire Strikes Back on Vader's uh, Star Destroyer are part of a team that Boba Fett supposedly put together. So Forlom and um, Dengar and those guys are part of his crew. So yeah, the answer there is um, is uh, sort of. <clears throat> Yeah, maybe they have, like, a loose affiliation. Do they show up in Rebels? I feel like Bosk did. I think Bosk I might. Think Dengar was in there, too. Oh, he was. Yeah, because Dengar just looks silly. He looks like he's got toilet paper on his head. Well, well somebody yeah. pulled his ears off. Well, some... I mean, they thought he was a uh, gun dart. So, currently, there's actually a um, comic book series called Bounty Hunters Running. Da-da-da. Um, and it is eight issues in. A lot of it is focused on this this guy named Valance, but Valance is a kind of a cyborg, you know, Vaderish. You know, he got beat up pretty bad, and they put him back together. But a lot of him had to be not human. Yeah, um, is but this he's guy who got killed them. in um, Rogue One, or yeah, Rogue One. There's a guy that's like all machine parts in Rogue One, but it's like supposedly alive. All right, I, I got a question. I did, don't did, think so. Did Boba Fett ever run into Cad Bane? 
Oh yeah. Um, was, he, was he part of that group too? Because I felt like they had a run in too, but I don't know. And I've heard a lot of like discussion about like Cad, like the fan base really wants Cad Bane to be a part of like the Book of Boba Fett or whatever. I I would love to see. They Cad want to Bane. see like a live action Cad Bane. I I would love it. I don't know. Um, I'd have to go back and watch all of the Clone Wars. <laughs> Uh, because it does seem to me that there was at least one or two episodes where Cad Bane and Boba Fett are there. Because Cad Bane is, of course, one of the other, at least in the Clone Wars era, one of the other... He probably is the bounty hunter during the Clone Wars era. Um, you know, he killed Jedi, he, he it, you know, broke into the Jedi Temple. Cad Bane was pretty tough dude. Yeah, Cad Bane was unqualified. He was, he was wild. Um, but in, in this series... What we have so far, and, and if you're reading the series or haven't read the series, I'm going to spoil the first four or five episodes here. Um, a lot of the people you were talking about are on a on a mission. There's a woman named Lash who's in charge of it, Valance, Bosk, Bubba Fett, um, a guy named Ooh. Tongru who, who dies pretty early on. Oh. But they're on this mission for one crime syndicate to go kill someone from another crime syndicate. Well, and it turns out... Actually, I take that back. They're on a mission to take the the up-and-coming leader of the one crime syndicate so that, that that future leader can assassinate this other person. And when they get there, that leader will... They find out that basically the, the two children of these rival crime syndicates fell in love, Romeo and Juliet type thing, and Aww. the one's pregnant... And he's there to um, kill her, which is obviously all kinds of bad. And one of the bounty hunters goes, whoa, you can't do that. This is insanity. Stops him, sort of. Um, the woman has the child, and this, this bounty hunter ends up taking the child away, or the woman away, and the woman gives birth, and she passes away, and the woman raises the child. And her hope is that this child, who was born of both crime families, will somehow unite them at some point. Um, so that's the, the grand scheme. But what we have about Bubba Fett and about Bosk is that these two dudes are uh, relentless. Um, so Bosk himself is is a nasty, nasty, nasty dude. Like just yeah, he is. Will, like, they made threats about Chewbacca ripping people's arms out of their sockets. In fact, he did it in the book to Uncar Plot, which is awesome. I wish we would have seen that on screen. Um, that would have been phenomenal. But Bosk is like really really nasty um and this comic book made him look f- i think more ferocious than i've seen him anywhere else like he looks like a, a monster um boba fett is on his way back to java's palace with some cargo in the back this takes place between episodes five and six as we know them of uh the main run of movies and he's got Han Solo sitting in the back, and basically somebody comes on and says, "Hey, you need to you need to go check this out. We've, you know, we have a job for you. It's really big, really important." He says, "Nope, heading to Jabba's. This is nothing's more important than this." And they say, "We found her. This this person Lash." And he said, basically, was like, "Tell me the coordinates." And with Han Solo still in the cargo bay, he goes off on this mission. So that's 
that's the level of importance that there was to this. Um, and when he finally gets to a point that he's about to kill her, he says, you did bad things to my reputation. By, by not allowing the other guy, the one guy to kill the woman um, and messing up the job, because one of the bounty hunters on that gig messed up the job, it hurt his reputation. Oh. And so he was there to kill her for hurting his reputation. So, you know, it just... We talked a lot about the honor of Boba Fett, and we got to a point where we kind of liked Boba Fett in The Mandalorian. Um, well, but we did we did like Boba Fett in The Mandalorian. Th- well, there's a story from Clone Wars that kind of relates. I don't know if you remember this, but on one job, um, Aura Singh, when she was still kind of playing the mom-slash-mentor to Boba Fett, they had captured an Imperial or a New Republic ship, and they had an officer on board. Do you remember this? Or Republic ship, not New Republic. And she, Aura uh, Singh, told Boba Fett to, to shoot him, to kill him. And Fett refused. And she she basically was like, well, you're too weak for this job. And then jettisoned the dude into outer space. Um, yeah. Yeah, so we see signs that Boba Fett does have a bit more of a conscience than most of the people he works with. Well, um, I, and, well not, not at this point. This point's all about his job. Yeah. But I do think that I, I don't I don't think that he kills unnecessarily. Yeah. However, he's clearly prone to revenge. Yeah, he is. Um you know, and the, some of the difference with the with the child version. I didn't he was one of my least favorite characters in Clone Wars. I I didn't mind him. Um, he, he was an angry little boy. The, I mean, yeah, it just wasn't my, you know, we we have I mean, Anakin in a show our... that also has Jar Jar Binks, I was okay with Boba. Well, I mean, it's also a, a it's also a show that has General Krell. So, you know, beyond all else, they, like there's nobody who's who's as as low as Krell. Papa Bear, you know, if yes, you're gonna do some... yes, yes, yes. Uh, Papa Bear's here. Yay! Do you remember Krell? I I don't remember Krell, but. Uh... He's Remember? the he's the Goro dude, the four armed. Oh, the four the Jedi guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was. He, was he sucks. He was. Yeah, he was. Evil. We don't. We don't. We don't like him. We're gonna stop saying his name. The only good Krell is a dead Krell. Um, but going back to something Papa Bear said, uh, yeah, the, he did. Boba did meet Bane. You remember the episode where, or the there was a story arc where. Uh, yeah, Obi Wan yeah, went undercover. Bubba goes in the Bubba is in prison because yeah. of the assassination attempt. You know, on Mason and, uh, and Anakin. And, and I mean, Anakin it was really is about more to go terrorism because he destroyed a cruiser. Yeah, he did. I mean, this is like the USS Cole. Yeah, well, only worse. Well, I mean, worse yeah, in that it killed more people, but better in that it was fictional. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. So he's in prison. Yeah, he was in prison. And he's in prison with a bunch of other bad... And uh, Kenobi was in there, and Bane was in there. Kenobi's in there undercover. And Boba was the one that Bane got to start the riot um, so to cause a distraction so he and Kenobi could break out. Um, so yeah, Boba and, and, and Cad Bane did work together. Do you remember what Obi-Wan and Kenobi had to do? 
To get into prison? He had to get shot and have his uh, face reconstructed. He got he faked his death. He yeah, did he like did. a face off. And that's yeah, what, well, that's and what then, Tim was then, talking about. Anakin. Yeah, Anakin went nuts over yeah, this. He, he went nuts like because that. he was dead. And then he went he was real upset. Yeah, that was a when good he found out that they, they lied to they him. They didn't tell him either, did they? No. Yeah. No, that was um, a good hint at uh Anakin's inability to handle loss. Yeah. Um but yeah, so they did work together. Boba did as a child with Cad Bane. He, he didn't later... need a hint. That was after he lost his mother and, and murdered all of the sand people. Ugh. Not just the men, but the Arr. women he, he did, he and did, the children. And the children, and there was They're sand. Animals. And he slaughtered them like animals. Do you think sand gets in lightsabers and they don't work? I do not. Okay. So it's not like an M4 rifle. Alright, um, so yeah, so Boba Fett, after the Clone Wars, runs the crate, uh, as in Crate Dragon, Claw, Crate's Claw is the name of his bounty hunter group, and they work out of Tatooine, and it is uh, Bosk and Dinger, 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 Dingar, um, Dinger. and I already talked about that, Asajj Ventress later took over, blah, blah, blah. Um, then we kind of jump way ahead. Uh, Ooh, there is something I skipped. Where are you jumping to? I was going to jump all the way to Empire. I jump, Okay, well, before that... <laughs> you can't jump to Empire. Yeah, you gotta before go. that, there's some big stuff that happens in the comic books, and I kind of forgot about it. He captures um, his people. Captures his people? You talking about Han Solo? I don't know. He's a bounty hunter. I assume he captures people. He does. No, um, actually, in this job, he doesn't. He, he meets a... Um, or he works with a, a Wookiee, which is weird. Um, and I don't... His name is Black Kersantin. Yeah. Um, and his fur color is is black. Huh. Um, he's a Wookiee bounty hunter. He's a Wookiee bounty hunter. He's a oh, he's a that would he's be terrifying. A real nasty dude. Yeah, that would be a scary guy. Like he's a he's I, I forgot all about him. This well, was from Chewie's scary, way. and he's nice. This this happened between this was in the, this was all in the comic books. Um, it was in the Vader comic books between um. Actually, I think it, it was. This was during a blend of the Star Wars Invader. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, you can go look him up, or I, I can find specifics. Yeah, I, somebody that needs guy. Him. I think I read it in one of the comic books that he was the actual owner of the most Eisley Cantina. Who was Black Karistan. Really? That's what I believe. I believe I saw. I read that somewhere in one of the comic books. Huh. That he was. He was the owner of the most Eisley. I don't remember that, but that that would be awesome. Um, that w- that would be awesome. He, uh, they teamed up when they were put on assignment by none other than the Sith Lord Darth Vader. I've heard of him. To find out the name of the rebel pilot who blew up the Death Star. Oh, I read that. I read that book. That was good. You've told me this before, Tim. Yeah. Um, And so Bubba Fett reveals Luke Skywalker's name to Darth Vader. And it's at that point that Darth Vader realizes who Luke Skywalker is um, before, you know, the Emperor tells him. Yeah. Um, so that's how Darth, Darth Vader... And it's it's really cool because Vader does all this secretly. Um, he's become obsessed with finding out basically who defeated him is, is the way he's looking at it. And he's obsessed with finding out this pilot's name. And then once he does, he's trying to find, basically try to find his son, but he never reveals this to the Emperor. 
it's always done in secret. Um, and there's other stuff going on during this time, which is really cool, wild stuff. This is where uh, this is where my, one of my favorite lines from Vader comes in when he shows up on that planet and he's completely surrounded by by rebels. And they said they said lay down your weapons or give up. You're surrounded. And he says the only thing I'm surrounded by is fear and dead men. Nice, Vader. He's such yeah. a smoothie. It was like the uh, Ezra. The Ezra's the other favorite one. I, he says it. What's that show? He'll he says die that? braver than most. Is it Rebels? Ah, oh, Rebels is awesome. Rebels is. Um, but yeah, decent. Ezra says, "I'm not afraid, and you'll die braver than most." <laughs> yeah, but he was afraid. Why lie? I was a little afraid. I was afraid once, Papa Bear. Yes, tell us about it. Yep, I was afraid from the moment when the. Uh, the the, what's the lead Inquisitor guy's name? What do they call him? Ah, uh, shoot, I don't know. Grand Inquisitor. The Grand Inquisitor is awesome. When the Grand Inquisitor said, "Some when when I die, something far worse will be coming." Yeah. Ah, oh, and how about a spoiler for the game Fallen Order? Can we do that? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, and Fallen Order. If you haven't played the story mode through, I guess it's only story mode in that game. But um. Yeah, the the last boss is Darth Vader, and he's just unstoppable. It's just a survival mission, because <laughs> he and he comes out scary. Go back and listen to our uh, episode recap of Fallen Order if you want to know, uh, or play the game. But I recommend the podcast. I saw something right, this is a good time to play Fallen the game. Order. The game is cheap. Right it's now. cheap, like me. Somebody had modded the game so that you can play as the Mandalorian with the black saber, the dark saber. Really? Yeah. That would be cool. It's a mod. Uh, The only problem is I saw the cut sequences, and they're still referring to the Mandalorian as, like, Cal Kestis, so it's kind of like, eh. But it looked really cool. Is this on, that's got to be the PC. It's PC, yeah. Yeah. What about Baby Grogu? Uh, he can you not, play as Baby Grogu? <laughs> he was not in there. Uh, yeah, you, you can play it as him, but he's like stretched up to human size, <laughs> so he looks really weird. Yeah, it's, it's awkward. So Boba Fett ends up working for—he's uh, kind of an independent contractor for one of the uh, you know biggest crime lords in the galaxy, uh, a creature known as Jabba. Yabba. The hut, and we know that Jabba had taken over one of those Bomar monk monasteries on the twin sun planet of Tatooin. Tatooine. Oh, did I not pronounce that right? It's not Tatooine. It's, it's pronounced Tatooine. 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 You know what, though? I have never seen a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Well, I did once. That crazy old wizard lived there too. Uh, where did you see it? Don't say a place, because we might have listeners there. Well, it's the same planet. It was Moss Pelgan. Moss Pelgan. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. So, yeah, like Tim said, uh, Vader hired Boba Fett, and he even knew the Millennium Falcon, because, uh, you know, they had, of course, taken the Millennium Falcon when uh, in A New Hope. So Vader had dispatched Boba to find the pilot of the Millennium Falcon and the person he had smuggled off the planet, uh, Tatooine. But Boba Fett... Yeah, is of course the the main um, bounty hunter in the service of Jabba, and we see Boba Fett in uh, Jabba's palace. Um, I'm kind of skipping ahead. Well, let's go back to Empire. So Empire is where uh, the first time we see Boba Fett on film in live action. In live action, yeah. Oh, you're right. No, we saw him before that. 
We, they redid uh, A New Hope, and remember they did the scene with the where Han Solo steps on uh, Jabba's tail. Yeah. You know, remember when George Lucas went to that phase of like re-editing all the movies, and destroying stuff? Yeah. Well, uh, he added a lot of. Is Boba stuff. Fett in there? Boba Fett is in the hangar bay in I, A New Hope. I didn't know that, but I'm talking yes. about in the original releases. Oh, in the original release, he wasn't in there. Empire is still not the first place we saw him. Nope. He was in a parade, remember? He's in the holiday special. When did we talk about that? We had this conversation. Why did we have this conversation already? Uh, Shoot, I think when we did the... I don't know. We talked about We didn't do a history of Boba Fett already, did we? No, we did not. (laughs) (laughs) Because we had this conversation. No, I think we did a history... In talking about the Mandalorian, we were talking about his rifle. And that, that pulse rifle or whatever it's called first appears with the cartoon of Boba Fett in the holiday special. But yeah, and then we talked about Boba Fett and his he was actually I think it was one of the sound engineers or something. Yeah. He was in a parade. It was the first time it was before the the, before holiday, the holiday special, special was released. Or Empire. Yep, you're right. So that was technically so the first the, guy, but then we first... saw him as the cartoon at the end. Yep. So and first then, public appearance of Boba Fett was in a parade, not even on film. The the first real release of Boba Fett as a character is the holiday special. He's in a cartoon. The original, not the awesome Lego one. Yeah, the original that most people just kind of pretend like never happened, uh, including the cast who was on, in it. Um, but if you take it as a fun joking thing, it, it's you can watch it. It's long. I find Lumpy to be kind of uncomfortable when he smiles and the fact that... Anyway, it makes Chewie look like a jerk. And I don't like things that make Chewie look like a jerk. And anyway, so Boba Fett appears in that and he's got the rifle that Dave Filoni or John Favreau, I guess Favreau in this case, brought back for the TV show Mandalorian that we all love so much, that disintegration rifle. Um, That also appeared with Boba Fett. But the first time we see him on film for reels is going to be Empire Strikes Back. And we don't know anything about him. Um, We just know that out of all the bounty hunters, he's the one that Darth Vader steps up to and says, no disintegrations. And that write-off kind of sets him up to be this awesome, you know, scary dude. Uh, We also then see that it's Boba Fett who's smart enough to figure out how the Millennium Falcon got away from the Star Destroyers, and he follows them to the gas mining colony of uh, Bespin. And then, of course, we have the very famous scene, one of the greatest scenes of all of Star Wars, when Lando is walking Han Solo and Chewie and Leia, he says, but I've just made a deal with the Empire that'll ensure that this place, blah, blah, blah. And the door opens, and Darth Vader's standing there, and Han Solo, this is why Han Solo is so many people's favorite, doesn't blink. With one hand, he pushes Leia behind him, and with the other hand, he draws, squeezes off how many shots? Five. Five shots before we see Vader take the weapon from him. This is also the first and only time we see a, a, a Sith or Jedi, a Force user, basically just stop laser bolts with their hand. Um, uh, we see Kylo Ren do it in a very awesome way. That was the coolest time we saw it. Um, yeah. And, yeah, so as soon as, of course, he pulls the weapon out of um, Han Solo's hands, 
behind he you know he says will you join us or whatever um but boba fett we would walks be out. honored if you would join us yeah we would be and by we he means him and a bounty hunter named boba fett now standing beside vader boba fett looks kind of small but boba fett is six feet tall um all the clones apparently are six feet tall and so yeah he's 1.83 meters if you live in canada um or in Europe, the Star or Wars galaxy, that's how they describe it there, everywhere. too. Everywhere. Everywhere, except for the United States and, like, in Liberia and, like, one other country. <laughs> anyway. So that anyway. was... This is where we, you know, the main... Most Star Wars people were introduced to the character of Boba Fett. And if Boba Fett, um, you know, he he talks to Vader in a way that's... That's not the introduction. Okay. I mean, you're, are, you, are you going back to the introduction now? I already said no disintegrations. Okay. and then that, did, that was the introduction. Did I miss the starship? Well, yeah, when he followed him. Oh, okay. Yeah, I said that he was the only one who figured out that. how to follow him. And oh, I was sending you this picture. Went Maybe to the gas. Yeah, because that was awesome. Okay. And anyway, Papa this Bear, is you Tim, remember all not that, listening right? to Jim. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so we see Boba Fett kind of, you know, he... he he kind of stands up for himself with uh, with Vader in a way that most people won't. Um, you know, he says to him, he's no good to be dead and all that. And um, he gets, you know, Solo and loads him on Slave One and while Which they're is... being pursued by uh, Luke. And What what does Vader and, and... say in, in reply? It's just, he has such a, a, a sweet reply to like, you know what? We'll compensate yeah. you if he's dead. You'll the be well the Empire will compensate you if it he's injured. It just shows the power of the Empire. Well, and, and beyond that, that's Boba Fett's like, I understand that, but that's not my issue. My job is to bring him in alive. Bring him to Jabba, yeah. And what Boba Fett cares about, and this is kind of our recurring theme, which takes us to what we're going to talk about at the very end of this episode, the last thing that we know. He's a workaholic. Um, he he's a workaholic. He he really cares about his rep. That is that is set as number one for him, um, which sort of makes sense because he you know grew up with a bunch of bounty hunters. But before that, his years one through ten were this is the job. This is how you do the job. You do the job. So that's his that's his life. It's, yeah, I'm looking at the picture you sent. He is in the hangar with Job and Han Solo. Yeah, but I think in the intergalactic LinkedIn, he can just say, you know, he's got a connection to Darth Vader. He's going to be all right. Yeah, I think that this he's does got help. A first level connection. It, it to helps Darth Vader flesh out his resume. He's going to get well. some more jobs. Well, so he would. Vader, except Darth Vader is is seen and around, but Darth Vader is, mysterious. I think, as mysterious and unknown as. Not not as unknown as the Jedi because they forced them out, but Darth Vader served a very specific purpose. If you if you came across him, you knew who he was. But he wasn't used as a as a as a scare force. As so a, you don't think he had a LinkedIn page? I don't think he did. <laughs> <laughs> on the Hollow Man. What about a Darth business Vader's card? Did, did he have a business card? Gotten much. I may show it with the Emperor. The Emperor was was. <laughs> actually advertising and, and trying to hire other people to potentially train and replace Vader after he failed to keep the Death Star from getting blown up. Um, 
He had other people. Vader had to go kill them. He's like, yeah, no, oh yeah. Not, I mean, you're not becoming. Like, how strict is this rule of two? Because it seems like he was breaking it an awful lot. And then well, these Vader were tried these to break were, it, you know. These were not um, Sith that he was training. They weren't Force sensitive, but they had. There was something else about them. I don't. So long ago now. They were. Um, one of them might have been a cyborg, actually. Maybe that's what you were talking about. Maybe that was. Hmm? No, that was not balance that came back. I have that was no idea what different. you're talking about. But anyway, um, that's that's just the Emperor didn't love Vader. You know, he he told him that he wanted to help him and that he loved him, but the Emperor did not love. <laughs> no, Vader. he did not love. He wasn't a loving type. It was an abusive relationship. It was emotionally abusive. Force lightning every day. Yeah. So, Tim, you might know more about this. Um, Luke goes back to... uh, So between Empire and Return of the Jedi, Luke goes back to uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi's house on Tatooine. Yeah, and interestingly enough, that actually happens... That that story took place in 1980 or 82 or 83 or whatever. Whenever the um, sorry, it was it was at, right after 83. It was right after Return of the Jedi came out. Um, this was an old and original story from the uh, from the the series that was the audio series that was posted, um, which I think was 10 episodes, the radio drama of Return of the Jedi, and that's chapter one, which is awesome. Um, Quick side note, chapter one of episode four is how Leia gets the plans, which is not quite Rogue One, but it's not super far away. It's like the way they kind of related it is cool. But Luke is there. He finds something there that's pretty important, which is a manual. A manual. Yeah. Well, he also wow. finds he also finds uh, Kenobi's journals, but he finds... Um, he finds a manual on building a lightsaber. Well, don't they fight in... in... And they do, yes. Yeah, Boba Fett and Luke fight. Yeah, so um, Boba Fett shows up. Luke scares off some, some raiders, and then they fight. And, um, Luke wins. Luke beats Boba Fett, but it's a close thing. Yeah. And he even says something about uh, stop bleeding or something Boba Fett does because he, uh, he hurts Luke pretty good. But, yeah, you're right. He ends up knocking... Well, actually, my understanding of the story is something knocks Boba Fett unconscious, and it might be the ghost of uh, Kenobi, because a box flies across the room and hits um, Boba Fett, but Luke seems surprised by it, too. Anyway, I was just reading the synopsis. Um, but anyway, so yeah, Boba Fett has a run-in. Is So is all that canon that Boba Fett has a run-in with Luke on Tatooine? Yes, this is in the, this is in the new comic book series that takes place. Um, but, but yes, this Yay. is not, not in the Bounty Hunter series, but in Boba the... Boba Fett! Yeah, they restarted the Star Wars after Disney, right? Boba Fett in the yes. his house? So the, there are two runs of the Star Wars comic book. The first one is between Fett. A New Hope and... Empire Strikes Back and the current run of Star Wars and Vader and Doctor Aphra are all between Empire and and the Bounty Hunter series. These four are all between Empire and Return of the Jedi right now. Yeah. Which, if they continue this trend, yeah, because we have so many stories um, between episodes two and three with the Clone Wars, 
I'm hoping, and I know they're about to do the High Republic, but I'm hoping that they, they transition the regular Star Wars book to take place after Return of the Jedi and we get some more information during the Mandalorian time. And then they can give us some... Then the comic book creators can kind of clean up some of the sequel continuity issues. Um, which they can. And we've had that with Star Wars forever. You know, a lot of people are... People who are negative against the sequels are negative because of... of Things that they can be. The movies needed to be five movies and... Well, Boba. Some other things. But, so I was going to jump... Boba Fett should have been there. I was going to jump on now to uh, Return of the Jedi Boba. Yeah, yeah. So he captures, he gets He gets him. He, he immediately um, shoots at Luke, which I thought was... Yeah? Interesting. Like, just that, that shot that he took, like, he knew he was being followed, and he just shot first. <laughs> like, I thought that that was interesting um, on Cloud City, but then he just then he just goes. But yeah, and then I've already talked about in between here, um, so, when he's after Lash, yeah. and then he goes back to... Um, Jabba? Back to Slave 1 to, to keep heading on back to Jabba's Palace, yep. So, in Jabba's Palace, so, of course, Return of the Jedi begins with um, Han is uh, Jabba's favorite uh, decoration, hanging in Jabba's Palace, and uh, first the droids come in there, C-3PO, R2-D2, and Jabba, you know, gives them Luke's warning, they can, he kind of ignores it, blah, blah, blah. We see Boba Fett in there uh, when Luke shows up, and he, uh, he seems to be kind of a fixture there, and there's a... Um, a girl with like purple reddish hair, and she's kind of got horns and greenish skin. And we see uh, Boba Fett kind of chuck under her chin with his hand, like he's flirting with her. Uh, her name is Restal Sant, and she actually does have a non-canon backstory, um, but she is canon because she's not only in Return of the Jedi, but we see her again in that teaser trailer or whatever you want to call it for Book of Boba Fett. She's in the room when Boba, when Fennec Shan comes in there and kills everyone, but she doesn't kill Ristal Sant. So I'm hoping we'll see uh, her in the Book of Boba Fett series, and she might even be something of a love interest for our guy Boba. Um, because again, he's clearly flirting with her, but then again, maybe he's just like that. But so in Return of the Jedi, for uh, about 40 years, we think this is going to be the end of Boba Fett's story, and a lot of people had issues with this because. I know he was one of my favorite action figures growing up. It was just one of the coolest sets of armor, the Mandalorian armor. Um, obviously, Boba Fett and Darth Vader, their look just caught on big with fans. So despite the fact that he only had a couple lines and we really didn't know anything about him, he became one of the most popular characters in Star Wars pretty fast in the, in the 80s, or you know, late 70s, early 80s. And then Return of the Jedi comes out. And within the first 20 minutes of the movie, I guess, 30 minutes, he is, you know, we think killed off in a very stupid way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so those of you who don't remember, you know, they're, uh, they're about to throw Luke into the Sarlacc pit on Tatooine, and uh, Han Solo is blind, and he accidentally hits uh, Boba Fett's jetpack setting it off, ramming him into the side of a ship, where he then falls into the Sarlacc, and, of course, George Lucas then has the Sarlacc belch yep. as a tribute to Boba Fett. Um, and for well, 40 did, years, we think this is the end of his story. George Lucas didn't do that. Who did that? 
Um, the belt? You yeah. did that yourself. Uh, Richard Marquand. <laughs> Why did he Richard have the ability Richard. to do that? Because he was the director of Return of the Jedi. And, yeah, still Lucas. Um, <laughs> and he... Who wrote... Who's the writer? There was another Ryan Johnson. No, he didn't write Return of the Jedi. Um, I think it was... The Great Pit of Cocoon. Well, you know, you're... Oh, Kasdan. Kasdan was a big... Uh, Lawrence Kasdan was a big... Lawrence Kasdan. Yeah. From Planet Earth. What? So, anywho. Um, but yeah, he, he did. And it was... He well, dies. He, he was about to, to shoot Luke. Yeah, he was. Sort of, maybe. Well, Luke um, chopped off his was, gun. And, and this is what we... We've talked about this with Bubba Fett before. Boba Fett was the same as Vader. Um, and again, I, I really I stand by my, my original thoughts that it's just the anonymity of the characters. It's just the behind-the-mask creepiness. You know, you look at this guy and you're like, oh, I could be that guy in the helmet. Um, yeah. That he, he kind of stood out. He had cool, unique armor. He had a jetpack. Everybody wants a jetpack. Who wouldn't want a jetpack? Especially one that doesn't burn the cape you're wearing. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's just a simple man making his way through the world. Galaxy. Yeah. The whole Whatever. Galaxy. Hey, um, even I like look good in Boba Fett's helmet. <laughs> so yeah, we see him and then he's immediately gone and everybody falls in love with this character who is just not... <laughs> not a big yeah, part of the movie. There's not uh, that, yeah. It's just... And we do, get, we do get a bit out of the fact that one, he finds Han Solo and two... Well, I guess not even from Han Solo. You know, I was going to say his Boba Fett, Boba Fett, where quote from Han Solo, but that even isn't that impressive because Han Solo knows that Bubba Fett's the one who brought him in. Yeah. And so. I well, think he's, he's blind. I think he there's doesn't... two reasons why Fett stands out um, in those first movies. Um, one is when Bo when Vader's lecturing the bounty hunters, he specifically says to Boba Fett, no disintegrations. And he just says, as you wish, thus implying that Boba Fett's kind of the toughest out of the group. And then later, of course, we see that Boba Fett's the one who finds him. So that also implies, like you just said, Boba Fett's effective. And then later, you know, Boba Fett's just awesome looking. He's he's where the action is. He's at Jabba's palace. He's, you know, he's at Bespin. He's on the Star Destroyer with Darth Vader. And he's got the, you know, this really cool, unusual ship. He's just, he was a good figure. Yeah, and we talked about it before. Um, we we prescribed to the theory that uh, Boba Fett killed um, Owen and Beru Lars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, I buy that. To me, that's canon. Well, and it makes sense. The the With burning, the all the, all this. Exactly. Uh. Yeah. Um. I, you know, it just it makes sense. Yeah. And so. And then it fits the no disintegration comment. You yep. notice that that kind of all that stuff that we have. How many disintegrations do you think? Does you think that's his usual mo? Is like yeah, yeah this this bounty's disintegrated. If they don't have to be alive, then yeah. Well, and that would be the problem. Is how do they how do they know? They fob it like how we do they saw know? in the Mandalorian. Because like if you look at the way the Mandalorian Gene used Coates, the actual yeah. disintegration blast, he doesn't have anything to bring back. No. Maybe the fob records when people get disintegrated. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, the visor does all kinds of stuff. It's like TiVo on your head. It's, I got, well, it is. I got it, okay. Um, so, 
now we reach a period that has not really been explored and maybe never will be. Um, and that's the, the, he's, you know, in the belly of the Sarlacc. Now the Mandalorian show gives hints on how he survived this because we know he does survive it because he's, he's back. Um, there's a, there's a comic book of it. Is that canon or not yet? I don't know. Which one? Like, like Boba Fett getting out of the Sarlacc. I know. I think that's Legends. Yeah, and that's I think Legends. I've even seen that one. I'm sure they're gonna remake that. Where he's right in there and he's the like, oh. of the, they gotta, they gotta remake that and make it canon because, and it seems like that's what they're kind of doing. Is they're taking lots of the cool stuff from canon and saying, you know what, that's cool enough to bring into to uh, canon. From Legends. yeah, the stuff from the stuff from Legends, they're definitely pulling from it. Um, the stories are a little bit different, but they're doing it. We've talked about this before on here. They're doing it in a really cool way, where the legend stories become exactly that. They become legends in the Star Wars galaxy. Like somebody could tell a story about Boba Fett escaping the Sarlacc pit, yeah, and it could be the old legend story because that's how stories get yeah. passed down. They're a little bit inaccurate, even though look, the canon look, I'm stories... I'm no expert, this is what... but there's only like a couple of ways to crawl out of a Sarlacc pit. Hey, hey, we know what happened to the Sarlacc. You can go in the out way or out the in way. No, Cobb Vant. So on the episode of... Uh, what's it called? The, the, the Marshall. No. Which one was the first episode of uh, season two? Of the Mandalorian, I think it's called the Marshal. Um, so we go back to so we're we're now nine years after the Battle of Yavin, six years after Return of the Jedi. So six years after Boba Fett falls in the Sarlacc pit, the TV show The Mandalorian takes us back to Tatooine, and that's where we see the Boba Fett armor again, and it's being worn this time by Cobb Vanth. So it's not Boba Fett. So we still don't know what's happened to him, and the armor looks like it's pretty torn up. Um, of course, being Besker, the armor's still intact, but like the paint is all destroyed and it looks rough. Um, and they are tasked, their side quest on that particular show was to go kill a crate dragon that Cobb Vanth mentions had eaten a Sarlacc. Thus giving us a hint of how Boba Fett might have survived. It might be that the Sarlacc that he was, you know, fell into died not long after because it was killed by a, a crate dragon, and maybe this is how he ended up surviving. Don't know. And Boba Fett doesn't want to talk about it. But we do know that Boba Fett loses his armor. It goes to the Jawas. Um, he's walking around almost like a Tusken Raider himself. He clearly has adopted uh, like the Tusken lifestyle. He's got the gaffy stick. He's got the big, long musket-type rifle. Um, yeah. Don't they show him speaking the language, too? He's gone native. He has gone native. Yeah. He's like an English, you know, adjunct in, in India in 1840. I don't know. The Heart of Darkness. Uh, that was Africa. I was thinking more of uh, Rudyard Kipling in the Jungle Book, but whatever. I was just uh, talking about the crit, the Pit of Carcoon. The Pit of Carcoon. <laughs> so, and it's in that episode that we do see the return, the actual return of Boba Fett, not just his armor, but for a split second, we see uh, we see the actor who played Jango Fett is now playing Boba Fett, and he's watching the Mandalorian as he rides off across the Tatooine landscape with his armor. 
which uh, Mandalorian, being a Mandalorian, he sees this just as Mandalorian armor and therefore can't be owned by non-Mandalorians, so he takes it. Now, that's not the first time we saw Boba Fett on the Mandalorian. It's the first time we knew we saw Boba Fett. Do you remember where we saw him before that? Approaching Fennec Shand. Yes, and that's important for understanding where he's at these days. Um, So in the episode The Gunslinger from Season 1, that ends with what we think is the death of the the sniper assassin, Fennec Shand. She's she's left for dead. And uh, to quote Boba Fett when he's talking about his relationship with Shand, he says, She was left for dead on the sands of Tatooine, as was I. But fate sometimes steps in to rescue the wretched. Yep. Can I talk about Fennec Shan for a minute? Yes, please Absolutely, do. Absolutely, always. <laughs> Has anybody ever seen a show called Futurama? I've seen it. Well, are you familiar with Bender? Yeah. He's a, he's a robot that runs off of alcohol, right? Yeah, and he Remember bends the things. the Book of Boba? Yeah. She's like chugging, uh, what is that stuff? The, the blue Spotchka. juice. Spotchka. Spotchka. Does she run off of alcohol now? Like because she's got like a robotic liver. So she really is like Maybe. a pet. <laughs> Never mind. Um, maybe. Um, yeah. Well, that's a stereotype. What are we doing? So this. I. Just, I, I, I that's the first thing I thought of when I saw that that spoiler for the book of Boba Fett or the... She's drinking the spotchka and sitting there with a rifle. That's the first thing she goes to. is like, I gotta refuel. And Tim, I know you know, what was the hint that told us in that uh, episode of The Gunslinger that that was probably Boba Fett who came? Because they only show him the boots down. Spur sound. Yeah, just like in the movies, whenever Boba Fett walks, you hear spurs. Um, because even from the beginning, Lucas wanted Boba Fett to be kind of a, um, a man with no name, Clint Eastwood type character. That's why he's got the cape that's more like a poncho than a cape. Um, and it's, it's slung over him kind of to the side, just like, uh, Clint Eastwood wears his in the Man With No Name series, the Spaghetti Western movies. Um, and yeah, so we hear the Spurs and... Yeah, I remember when we did our recap on that, I was like, what if it's Boba Fett? I heard Spurs. And we were debating on who it could be. And it was Boba Fett. So Boba Fett, when he saves Fennec Shand, he basically, she does a Chewbacca thing where she basically is like, do it again. (laughs) Yeah, she does a Chewbacca. Oh, my daughter did the perfect R2-D2 impersonation today. I wish I had gotten it recorded. She did... The one where he goes, wow, or whatever he does. Wow, that's a hard one. I know, I can't do it. She, it was like, I can't, see, I can't do it. No, like when he goes, goes, anyway. Um, so yeah, Fennec Shan, basically, I guess she has a life debt now to Boba Fett. Because she is now his right hand person. person. And she, yeah, she seems fully devoted to him. Yeah. So, do we need to recap what we know about Boba Fett from the show The Mandalorian now? Um, he gets his armor back. I don't, I don't think we need to do a whole lot. We can say that he is clearly ruthless with his armor. We get to see this. Oh, he's still tough. Finally, we get to yeah. see this in uh, in live action. Yeah. And he's awesome. He, he tears some people apart. He's and so then tough. They find reasons, which is really cool. They find reasons... To make sure that that he is not part of the fight, 
Um, he's not going to leave his ship in the hands of somebody else, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, Fennec Shand is the sharpshooter. He, like, I think he would trust his ship with Fennec Shand if she were a pilot. I don't know if she is or not, but um, he would trust his ship with her. But she's the sharpshooter. She needs to be around for other things. So his job is, is fly in, fly out. And him as a pilot, he's a, a phenomenal um, uh, air combatant. Yeah, we talked about that he, last uh, episode. I felt like he wanted to stick around and just kick butt, but Fennec Shan had to remind him, hey, uh, we need to ride off this planet, so get your ship. Heck yeah. Yeah. Well, and beyond that, that was, so that was in the two episodes. In the last episode, it's a really good thing that he did take off because if the Mandalorian had jettisoned those uh, <laughs> those Dark things and Bubba Fett was still hanging around, I don't know that the Slave One could have taken them. Yeah. Because they were so small. Uh, he would have EMP'd them and then just tore them up. Or he could have just left at that point, I guess, once yeah. he saw them coming. But uh, how, did, how did he get Slave One back? How did he get Slave did One Did he back? just, like, leave it on Tatooine the whole time he's in the Sarlacc pit and the six years he just was wandering the desert? Well, that's the, that's the big question. Um, that's why he was wandering around. He had to pay off that, that uh, holding fee in the... For for the hangar, or maybe it's like that uh, deep thoughts with Jack Handy when he says, "If you ever drop your keys in a in lava, Sarlacc pit, forget well, it, man, is, they're gone." So this is kind of what I was saying before. He dropped his keys in the Sarlacc pit. I I really I still think that he was. I I'm still sort of under the impression that he was considering being done. He's on sabbatical. Like he was going into retirement. He was like, "All right, I'm done." Um, he he got out. He got Slave One. Still had it, and parked it somewhere. But it was his. Um, and then was allow I, and this is this is just the one that makes the most sense to me. But and I guess either one works. So he was either. He either had Slave One and he was hunting for his armor. The whole time. Yeah. And just happened to come across it when they were, both there. Which could make sense because a Mandalorian was in town searching, but it wouldn't make sense that he was, that he hadn't asked the question himself before. Has anybody seen a Mandalorian? Like, he would have heard that story. You know, someone as as well-trained a bounty hunter as Boba Fett would have heard the story about a guy in Mandalorian armor in some town, you know, down the road, he could, basically. He could, he could have been in a Bacta tube for like nine years, too. Yeah, yeah, he could he, have just he gotten is out. Tore up. Um, you know, we have to allow for convenience of timing in Star Wars, as long as you accept that Star Wars is going to have some convenient timing. Yeah. With Luke showing up as soon as they are about to bust down the door. Well, he's like, it makes sense, but I, I think that he was still. I, I like the idea of him going into retirement, being like, you know what, I'm done. I kind of and yeah. then and then once his armor was taken, he was like, oh, no, 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 that's that's. <laughs> This is not the uh, well, once agreement that I had with myself. I'm going to have to go get that stuff. And then he got into some battles and was like, oh, yeah, I'm a well, badass. Also, you know, I kind of, I, I like this too. I like this idea that he really kind of does, you know, once he loses his armor, he heals up from the Sarlacc. He's wandering around living with the Tusken Raiders. Maybe he has, you know, resigned himself to some sort of retirement, like you say, or maybe he just kind of is finding peace in this. And then he comes across Fennec Shand, and when he heals her, she's telling him the stories of what's going on in the galaxy, and maybe 
that starts his re-engagement, that and yeah, him hearing about like the... I, I think what happened is he goes into Mos Pelgo and he sees Cobb Vanth wearing his armor and he's like, what the heck? Well, I think that that is part of it. I think because he hears right. about the Mandalorian from, uh, from Finnick Shand and that's probably why when the Mandalorian shows up again, he's like, all right, I want to see what this dude's up to. And then he sees his armor. So this actually makes sense if you think about it. I mean, like, they don't say any of this, but yeah, that that's that's one on one make two. Like he meets Fennec Shan, and of course she's going to talk about. Yeah, I got shot by this young kid who was working with this Mandalorian, and you know he's been doing stuff. You know, blah blah blah. And the guy's like, okay, I got to see what a Mandalorian is doing on Tatooine, and he sees his armor. And also, he probably realizes that if there's a Mandalorian on Tatooine. He's probably there because of the armor, because of Boba Fett's armor, um, because they have to get retrieve that stuff. That's part of their code. Um, so this all makes sense. I love it. Yeah. So this is where we end. Um, Boba Fett, we see, is a very, uh, well, a much more complicated character in uh, Mandalorian just because we get his character fleshed out a lot more than we did in the movies. Um he well, he is, got, yeah, he got totally way more screen time in The Mandalorian than he did get in all the movies. Oh, he is, yeah. yeah. Well, the, did y'all see the... There's a, I sent it to you, so hopefully you saw it. The, this is true about The Mandalorian. Um, this was about Bill Burr's character, Mayfeld. Uh, there's a meme that has a picture of Mayfeld, and it says, uh, you know, this is an, a former Imperial whose story is so much deeper and more compelling after one episode than Finn's story was after three movies. And that is true. Uh, I, I also felt much more of an emotional kind of attachment and connection with Mayfeld after that one episode where he talked about, you know, guys got to be able to sleep at night than I felt with Finn after three, episodes, you know, three movies, one of which where he's kind of a buffoon the whole time. But anyway, <laughs> anything to add? I mean, he, I, the story, the sequels were always about Ray. Yeah, they always were. Well, we couldn't Finn tell. Finn was a side character. He was like a Boba Fett. Well, he didn't. He didn't need to be. That was the problem. In the well, Last Jedi, he became a side character, and he shouldn't have been. And that's where it really fell apart. That's where I had issues with with the Last Jedi. Well, I thought that the focus was unclear. Um, by the time we finish uh, Force Awakens, I'm not sure who... I mean, I know Rey's obviously main character, but I don't know, is Finn a main character too, like in the way Han Solo was? Finn is has po? been in, it's, in a It's supposed to be Rey, Finn, and Poe. Yeah, exactly. So he is a main character. Yes, but he's supposed to be. he looks incompetent in one of the three movies. He's come out of a coma. He has been... Gutted from the spine. Well, he was cutting the You back. know, by Kylo Ren with a lightsaber. I mean, it's a miracle he's not even dead. Tis but yeah. a scratch. I mean, he got gutted up the spine. That's not gutted. Well, he got spined up the gut. He got spined up the gut. <laughs> so anyway, Boba Fett. Yeah, I think that maybe maybe we it's figured a slash wound. <laughs> maybe we figured out why Boba Fett is engaged at this particular time because the Mandalorian and Fennec Shand. Showed up in his life. Um, so where we end with the story of Boba Fett is, is for now, and I'm glad to say it's for now because there's going to be more apparently, is that he and Fennec Shand, 
after helping the Mandalorian a little bit, you know, he re, he he touches up his armor. He's looking all good again. Um, he's got Slave One going, and they come in and they kill Bib Fortuna, who has apparently taken the reins of power after the death Jabba of uh, Jabba the Hutt. And so, last we see of Boba Fett is he's sitting on uh, like throne in Jabba Hut, Jabba the Hutt's former palace. Well, the palace of the former job of the hut, rather. And he's got Finnick Sham beside him. And now we know that the Book of Boba Fett is coming out next December. Um, so, yeah. this is That's that's our story. And awesome. I'm sticking to it. Awesome. Um, Blossom? So, I never saw Blossom. Is that a good show? I don't know. I don't know that I saw it either. Oh, okay. I had Boba Fett. He was like his second appearance. B-O-B-A, Boba. Do we do our shout-outs at the beginning of the show? Yeah, no. Hey, Gordon. It's the commercial. Yeah. We didn't Gordon. have a commercial. Arden. What do you mean? Um, we, well, we had the... Uh, our sponsors dropped us. We, we had some, some elves reach out to us. Oh, do we have another sponsor? Yeah. They reached out... Um, Going to play it, or...? Well, they, they just wanted to share a little Star Wars message. It wasn't anything really special. They just wanted to, to send a little funny thing for you. Okay. Okay. I can't hear it. Could, could you hear it or did you not hear it? It sounded like it said, yeah, Kenobi. Yeah, it said hello there in general, Kenobi. They were they were they were little elf voices. Uh, if you could hear the music in the background, it's only about it's four seconds long, so I don't think there's any copyright issues. But that's Lindsay Sterling uh, um, playing some some music there, so I don't want to make sure I give credit there. Um, some other shout outs and remind me if, if these have been here before, but I think we have some new uh, some new listeners out there. Yeah. Um, uh, Oman O M A N country. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a new one for us. I think it is. Uh, Romania. Yay, Romania! And I don't remember seeing Yay, Spain. Oma. I don't remember talking about Ooh, Spain Spania. before. Espana. Is, is Spain a new, a new listen for us? I don't know. I think it might be. Um, so Spain, welcome. Romania, welcome. Oman, welcome. Oh, man. Um, those, are the, those are the ones um, that, that experienced some of our 2,788 minutes we recorded last year. Wow. Um, so good, good times there. Um, we've got some... Other, uh, those were some of our shout-outs. I did promise a shout-out to uh, username Kate, K-A-I-T, Kate Urso, on uh, Spotify. No? Not Spotify. I don't know why I said Spotify. Oh, Spotify's up on my other screen here. Um, this was on TikTok. Uh, posted a, you know, the uh-huh. Seagull song. Did I send you guys the Seagull song? Uh-oh. Video. Oh, wait a minute. Is that the, is that the, the one with the Yoda? I mean, the old the Yoda Seagull? one? With the with the all positive and no gatekeeping and all that stuff. No, I don't um, think I've seen that. I'll have to send it to you. Basically, she she posted a video and it was, it was, uh, you know, just a, just a no gatekeeping, no toxicity. Don't keep people out of the Star Wars universe that that want to be a part of it, even if they don't agree with the movies or shows that you like. There, let people celebrate it. Star Wars is good. Enjoy it. Be positive with people online, and we like that message, especially as we're starting this new year. So, shout out to her on that, and Yay. it was awesome. And and we did we did a, a repost of of hers and shared that along too. I had another one. I 
told a user I would share. So if if you're out there listening, I'm gonna find it. I can't find. I screenshot it on my phone and I can't find the screenshot. Like I'm in my screenshots now, looking at it. Like, so I will continue to search back through my my liked videos. But it was earlier in the week, so it's gonna take me a while. Yeah. Um, thanks to everyone who's listening and tuning in and uh, helping the show grow. We yeah. appreciate it. It's a good way to start out 2021. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so next week, should we announce what that's about? Um, yeah. Um, so next week we're going to start to have some conversations about uh, some of the characters we, we hope and expect to see um, in some of our upcoming movies and shows and and the pieces that are coming yep um we will also have a brief snippet into uh what's going on in the high republic at that point we will have one full comic book uh two i think two comic books actually there's a there's an idw and a marvel book. comic book talk um there will be some comic books now i've got um some time slated to have some specific talks about those and in-depth conversations about those on a different podcast and we'll talk more about that next week yay um next week next week and the uh i will have started listening to or reading the uh i think it's into the dark is the first big book that's coming out the first novel that's coming out um so we'll be talking about those as well um just little little brief what do we think so far but the details will be on the on the print cast, yeah, which is the print-based podcast where we talk about all the stuff that comes out in Star Wars print, um, separate. So yeah, so to give you an idea of what we're talking about, uh, there are characters that we never really saw their end, and the way that uh, like their age and time and place and all suggests that maybe they'll show up in some of these new shows. So if you have an idea of some characters that you're like, hey, I don't know whatever happened to that person, um, maybe send those names into us and we can uh, look, you know, talk about them. So some of the like an example is uh, one of my favorites, Barris Ophi. Um, we see her in Clone Wars, but her story never really finishes. So I'd love to know she would be a perfect fit for the show Ahsoka. So. Uh, Ezra Bridger is another example. Um, There's several. I don't really want to list them off now because that's what we're going to talk about next week. Um, But if you know someone that you're like, yeah, whatever happened to this guy? Hondo Anaka, whatever happened to that guy? Um, Yeah, let's let's get a list together. And Tim and Papa Bear and I. Papa Bear, you're coming back, right? I I was expecting Hondo Anaka to show up in the Migs Mayfield episode. I was expecting him to, to be leading those pirates. What a good yeah. mix that would have been. Somebody posted a thing about him being on... What happens if, if Hondo was on, the, was on Tatooine when Obi-Wan and Luke went to find the Millennium Falcon? <laughs> and you, you hear Hondo in the background. Obi-Wan Kenobi! Uh, my, my old friend! He's the kind of guy you hear his voice and you can just kind of like act like you don't hear him and you just keep walking away. Yep. <laughs> I love Hondo. He's one of my favorite characters too. Yeah. Of course, I say that over and over again. Um, because they're such great characters. All right. But, so that'll be the object, uh, the, the, the focus of next week's episode. Um, that was the Dolores Umbridge of Star Wars. Uh, Dolores Umbridge is the Krell of Harry Potter. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think Dolores Umbridge was around before... 
Krell, if I remember my timeline correctly, but even still. Well, we know how Krell ends. Do we know how Dolores Umbridge ended? No, I don't think she. I don't think she died. She got carried carried off by the centaurs, didn't she? She did, but she's around after that, I think. Okay. I think anyway, this is not the Harry Potter podcast. That maybe that'll be later. But um. All right. That's that's the third podcast. That's for later down the line. Not the Harry uh, this Potter. This is the specific. Westworld Frisky Dingo Big Lebowski <laughs> podcast. <laughs> the Dolores Umbridge podcast. The what? The, the Dolores Umbridge podcast, right? Yeah, all things Umbridge. Umbridge. I take Umbridge with the it cats, all. Right? Okay, so assuming we're not going to cut this conversation about Dolores Umbridge, I think we we're wrapping totally up. should totally cut it. I mean, if there was an editor, <laughs> they would cut this, but they would not. They're just going to put it on. I'm Jim. And I'm Tim. <laughs> and I'm Papa Bear. There he is. And this has been our certain point of view. B-O-B-A, Boba. All right, we have spoken. This is the way. And may the force be with you. When? Always. Always, children. And also with you. And also with you. Audio one.